0: All right. So we talked about tonight's college basketball. We've got another good one tomorrow night in the ACC. PJ Hall leading number 16 Clemson against 10 and two Miami. Coverage starts at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. What a morning we got working here, everybody. I mean. you set yourself up you hope maybe you get one great game last mm-hmm. night we got two unbelievable games last night we're live at the seaport we're brought to you by chase you see the squad here desmond howard is on the way paul oh, yeah. oh, is on the way put it together baby let's do oh, it this in could be fun let's do it if you didn't watch it last night let's start with the early game and iconic was the theme of the evening the venue the programs the coaches legendary in every conceivable way. And then the game, while maybe not an artistic masterpiece, was incredibly dramatic. Here we go, fourth quarter. Bama down three, Jalen Milrow. And
1: Bama in the second half finally decided to use quarterback run a little bit more. Jalen Milrow got downhill. This offensive line started to lean on Michigan. They take the lead early in the fourth quarter.
0: Meanwhile, so they go up 17-13. Now it's 20-13. we got under four minutes to go. Michigan has three timeouts left. Dominique understated just how Gutsy! This decision is by Harbaugh to go for it. It was
2: brave, but they knew that they were going to see man coverage, and they figured they could not adjust the four by one. They're expecting a switch off, and they didn't switch that linebacker right there.
0: No one here thought they might punt with three timeouts remaining. I thought they would too. Jeffrey, you thought- I did not No, I, I did not
1: yet. think they were gonna punt. Go for it, especially when you know you got the better play call. God-see
0: job. And then how about this catch by Roman Wilson? It's spectacular. Lawson for Alabama does an
1: outstanding job when J.J. McCarthy rips it of getting his right hand to tip the ball. The revolution stay because the arm strength is so good. And then Roman Wilson sticks that right hand out and
0: secures it. If not, Malachi Moore picks six for the game-ender. It, it absolutely would have been a game silling interception oh, if he does like that. Wide open. Shocking. Instead, they go down and they score. Anyone think he'd go for the two and the win?
3: I, I thought so. I was scared. I know. I'm taking it staying in the game. Then we had, had a muff. I saw Dan
0: Campbell. We had the muff punt and all these crazy things happen. We wind up in overtime. play corn. Jeff, that's too easy.
3: Games are one of the trenches, baby. That's what happens right there. You see that? And hey, guess what? Alabama. But two guys set wrong place. Somebody's going to be outside. No containment. He
0: gallops in from the 17, and so that sets up this. Dan, this is third and goal from the 14. Yeah, third and goal from the 14. You're just trying to
1: give yourself a better chance okay. on fourth and goal. I like the completion of Burton. Unfortunate that he gets hurt, and I like the call on fourth down.
0: Here's the call from Chris Fowler.
1: Game on the line.
3: It's Williams in motion. Low step. Melrose stopped. Michigan makes a stand and comes up with a milestone playoff victory.
0: That's extremely well explained by our buddy Fowler. There, you see all the reaction. Did the low snap throw off the timing? We're going to dive into all of this for you if you're just getting up with us this morning. But what it leaves us with is the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat on both sides. Let's hear from Jim Harbaugh talking about all the tumult that surrounded his program this year. You
4: now It's almost been an unfair advantage. I mean, all the things that 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 uh, you know the, the team has gone through, I mean, we don't care anymore. We don't care what people say. We don't care about uh, um, anything that comes up. We just know we're going to overcome it. I told him before the game, it's going to be about what we do. And when you look back at it, it's, it's kind of about what we did and what we didn't do Um, not taking anything away from Michigan they played a great game they got a good team the railroad coached but you know we could have done things a little better as well and that's on me on the coaches it's not anybody else
0: All right, so sometimes we hear the coaches after the game and the things they say aren't interesting or meaningful. In both of those cases, they most certainly were. Let's start with Saban. Let's start with genuinely one of the ten best centers that ever lived who happens to be sitting at our desk in Jeff Saturday. We can't get the ball snapped, Jeff. All night long, the offensive line of Alabama was dominated and then perfectly illustrative of that on the biggest play, the play that defines the season What did you see there, and did the snap throw that play off?
3: Yeah, snap affected the timing for sure. When the quarterback gets the ball low, can he recover? Absolutely, but his eye, it's, it's hard for him to get his eyes up to look. If the back was even in consideration, that's off. Now he's going to have to pull the thing down. But here's the deal. This, is not, this has been an issue all season. It happened in the first half. They ended up getting into a third and 29 because of two bad snaps back-to-back. Back. When, the, when the pressure moments happen like this, and you're in gun, and you're that compressed, Everything happens fast. The center realizes I gotta get this block. I can't let somebody run free. So he kind of short snaps it. Then when Milrow catches it low, I believe he kinda pin instead of on the guard, he takes the ball up in the A gap. I think I think one mistake compounded into many and just unfortunate. So
0: Danny, for those who are joining us here. America watched this incredible game last night, and for most people who didn't play or coach the sport, the reaction was (laughs) fourth and goal from the three, my season on the line, and they essentially as Dan Graziano said earlier, ran the butt fumble. I mean, that was the play (laughs) that they called. He just runs directly into his own offensive line. Explain what actually happened on that play. uh,
1: Okay, this is really an RSO or an RPO where it's run or pass at the same time. We are are RPO with like sometimes a flap. So they're trying to snap the ball they motion the back essentially at the snap they're trying to read the linebackers if a linebacker on the front side play it again for me guys flows with the back we're going to run quarterback power they're going to pull the backside guard and then we're going to try to right, right up the middle of the offense score now the backside linebacker flows yeah the backside linebacker flows if he flows I would have anticipated that Milro throws the ball to the back and it's a foot race to the pylon here's the thing Burton goes out on third and goal he's their best receiver for Alabama or like the guy that has been Jalen Milrose go to guys so you're right. calling a play on fourth and goal from the three yard line number one you don't have your best receiver or most reliable number two you're anticipating pressure Michigan has brought it all night what is the best play design wise to take advantage of that it's not one of those fades it's right. hey can we out leverage somebody which they do, and throw the ball to the perimeter, or can we get those guys on the perimeter or on the edges to pressure and run right up the middle? Yeah, I think this is a good play call. I agree with Jeff. I think the snap – so here's the thing. Milrose trying to catch that snap, right? And he's trying to see right. what's happening with that backer. Once the snap kind of goes down to like mid-calf, his eyes do have to go down. Because if you remember, like on – uh, first, go first. Go first. The ball was here. Right. Yeah, you could see Yeah, see his right. eyes follow it. So I think the big thing that they told him was like, you got to go make sure you go see the ball when you catch it, as That's they right. should. So like, when they go here, you know, when watch his eyes. When they go here, this is Michigan's offense. But when yeah, the snap is, is right. bad, yeah, when the snap is bad, his eyes drop down and he no longer is able to see right. that linebacker to throw the ball to the back.
3: And, and let me say this from all quarterbacks I played with Manning forever, Aaron Rodgers same way. They would much rather have a ball high and hot as opposed to low, right? Because they can recover from making it because it keeps their eyes and their head up where they can find things. When the ball goes down and your eyes go down, it's very difficult for anybody to recover from that. So
0: now I have defense sitting yeah. here at our table. So take me through that.
3: I'm not surprised that that situation goes zero.
2: Anytime right. there's a high leverage situation, the defense is going to be aggressive and the, the offense should anticipate that and I think that's why Milrow made this decision that he made is he knows the pressure's coming and the one thing he can't do is look up and read everything. Once this comes down. The read is off. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like once I get this, I don't have time. I got somebody coming off the edge. I got two people coming up the middle. Now I have to just try to barrel in and make everything happen. Which is why it all goes back to that snap and that situation that they are anticipating. Maybe you get under center. That's not something they do normally. But you know, everyone knows that zero pressure is coming absolutely. in a high stakes situation. We yeah. always do it. You always expect it. Yep. Can you stop
0: it? Now, so I mentioned a moment ago. Point? Because we've been on this game all morning and I promise I'm going to get you to Texas, Washington in a minute. It was epic. But I have to get this in, because what Harbaugh said there, let's take a moment. Mm. Jim Harbaugh was suspended for essentially half this season. Between the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. they had all of these things that happened. It was like an emotional roller coaster. And when asked about it, he said it was almost an unfair advantage for my team. I love it. There aren't five people in the history of human civilization who could say <laughs> that with
5: a straight face. No, I mean he's he's trolling everybody. I mean Taylor Luan said it last hour. Like I mean. He's he's on he's on top of the world. He's won a game he's never won before, right? This is as far as he's gone uh, in, in, in the college football playoffs. So yeah, he's he's sitting there going, I think I've earned the right to clap back. Now you know what actually happened. He ends up getting suspended twice. All that you know is he going to end up leaving? All those questions, but as of uh, in terms of last night and the post game. That was his moment to troll everybody, which is something he seems to like doing.
1: I, I absolutely love it from Harbaugh. First of all, the first suspension was the dumbest thing in college football this year, and in the midst of a lot of dumb things. And ever since the whole allegations and the three-game suspension, they've beaten Penn State on the road, they've beaten Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, and now they beat Alabama. So.
0: And Ohio State. And, and, was and Ohio State, in that, yeah. And that game was at home. But so so – Let's get into that here for a minute. So Harbaugh does all of that, and all of the future is what it is. There are people who will then be asking the question this morning, what does it mean if they win the championship? You've got a coach who, for whatever it's worth, I mean, we can say it meant nothing. We can say it meant everything. You can fall anywhere on that spectrum you want. The bottom line of it is, it all happened. It was the biggest story of the year in the sport. And now he might win the championship. What do we say? Yeah,
2: that congratulations. The Michigan's national champs. It seems absurd to me now after the scandal has already, they've already adjudicated to some degree to say that the reason why they won a championship was influenced by that. It seems ridiculous. And in the midst, as Dan pointed out, in college football, which is itself very tainted, to say that the champ is tainted in an industry that's extremely tainted seems absurd to me. So I will say to the point that he made about it giving his team an unfair advantage, I kind of think he's right. You're always looking for something to galvanize your team around. You're always looking for something to motivate your team, a reason for them to stay in late and watch film. Us versus them, baby. It's it's very easy to create that narrative around that.
1: Can can we – okay, I understand where you're coming from, Greeny, with the whole, I guess, the the biggest sports story in the narrative. He and they out – thoroughly outcoached Alabama. Right. Right. How many times – you've been around this forever – How many times have you been able to walk away from a game and say, "My gosh, Nick Saban and his staff got completely outcoached"? I think, if not zero, so can we? Like maybe, maybe there's the chance that Michigan has a better coaching staff, and when they went head to head, completely outcoached them. By the way, they did it to Penn State. By the way, they did it to Ohio State. By the way, they did it to Iowa. Can we get rid of this whole like this narrative that? Kind of paints this certain picture. They just completely, from the very first play of the game to the end, outcoached Nick Saban, Alabama.
5: No one's ever said he wasn't a good coach. No, right? but he, outcoached. He, was, he wasn't suspended for for being a bad coach. There's no. <laughs> but you're, but,
3: but, but, for being too but
1: good there's coach. the implication yeah. that he's not as good of a coach because yeah, the, of the the whole asterisk
3: right. thing. Or it, that's it, 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 ridiculous. Like yeah. it is what he, like, they win the championship. They've beaten some really good teams to go get this done.
0: Of that, there is no question. I have one more question. Yes. And that is this. When you are the coach, and, and this is one of the things I respect the most about Jim, the easiest thing to do is the thing that will be the easiest thing to explain. I think we have glossed over... Third and and a fourth down and two yeah. from inside your own thirty five yard line Huge. with three and a half minutes left in a game and three timeouts. If you go for it and don't pick up the first down right there, the game is over. You've lost. The other team's kicker is making them from fifty all right. plus. Yeah. The game is over yes. if you don't get it there. I think that was an underratedly yeah. gutsy decision.
3: I, I agree with you, and I will say at the moment I felt like they were going to go for it. But to, to, to Fox's point about hey, you know, we, we we could all see it now because of where we sit. I felt like the momentum for him. He, he felt he had to grab it at that moment, and that's why he it did it. It came down to them having a play. right? I think that's why they did it. Like, we, we're they had it all night. And it seemed like all
2: night they were anticipating the situation. This is to Dan's point. They outcoached. They anticipate the situation that was going to come. They had a play called. There's no hesitation. There's no confusion. Called the play. I wish they would have had a two-point play to go for later in the game. The guy all scared then, but other than it's that, college, good you didn't job. didn't get the
5: ball anyway in overtime. Like, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to go for two at the end in college.
0: All right, let me leave it here for the moment. We're, we're coming back With much more on this, we will dive further into the Harbaugh element of all of this. We're going to get Paul Feinbaum, we're going to get Desmond Howard in on the conversation about all of the bigger picture meanings of what happened last night. But up next, we're going to get into the epic finish, an epic ending to an epic game. Texas-Washington decided by inches. We'll show you exactly what happened. But first, Jeffrey... It is time for this morning's crepe. We got a little, little like crate. Talk about epic. Oh, my
3: goodness. Talk about epic. Let's forget about all scores. Receive it. Yeah. My man thought he was going to sneak in and get some. No, he didn't. Right. Lay the hammer down, setting people down. You got to love that style of ball, y'all. You're putting a hammer on. And guess what? That's special teams. Special teams. Special people play that. Look at him looking over him, too. Show them what's up. That's what they used to do at Alaska when they sacked him. Just look down at him.
1: What do you want? <laughs> I ain't got no protection. <laughs> oh,
3: receive
6: it. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore
1: a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt.
0: Back on Get Up, an unreal finish between Texas and Washington in the Sugar Bowl. We'll pick it up in the final minutes of the first half, tied at 14. Dan, how good was Michael Penix?
1: Spectacular. Climb the pocket and throw an absolute hand cannon to Polk. Just great concentration by Polk. I think the DB and he tipped the ball to himself. Do you think that was a laser? Watch Watch this one in the third quarter. This ball is an absolute... Piss missile Whoa. from the 25-yard <laughs> line. It's four feet off the ground to McMillan. All right, Ooh. now let's
0: take you through the finish Jeez, of this I game. Texas down 13 points, second and goal. Quinn Ewers bringing them back.
1: Yeah, goal line fade. A.D. Mitchell does an outstanding job of, yeah.
0: I think, levitating because he jumps too early. Oh, and, oh, the extension. Ooh. Unbelievable catch. Incredible. Now, the teams are exchanged field goals. Minutes ago, Washington up six, looking to burn time. Third and five, Dylan Johnson not only not going to pick up the first down, but he's going to get what unfortunately looked like seriously injured on the play. Yeah, he's
2: a big physical guy who was punishing them all night on defense. It's sad to see it in that way. Now,
0: he would be taken off in a cart. 47 seconds left. Now Texas gets it back. Here's your season. 38 seconds Woo. to go. Ewers, mm. look at the play. See, I
1: like the touch and the air that's put on that ball by Twin Ewers. It gives his receiver a chance. And then the
0: rail route to Blue is just beautiful throw. And, and so now they're in the red zone. Nope. And okay. another one okay. comes okay. down to the final seconds. Greeny. Five seconds to play. Ewers with a chance. There's so much air on this one. No, no, no this, this is, is just him. This down yep, yep.
1: The throw away. The one that ends up being with one second left on the clock there's too much air on it from quinn ewers i think if he throws a firm ball at the touchdown here
0: it is this is the final play
4: texas trailing all night long one last chance to advance to the national championship game ewers loves it up and it is incomplete
0: Look at the coverage there, the outstanding, memorable defensive play with literally one second left in the semifinal. And so it is Washington that goes on. And the show that was put on by Michael Penix, unbelievable uh, 430 yards, 76% completion. About as good a night, quite candidly, as any quarterback has ever had in the history of the college game in a game of this magnitude. Two things we want to get to here on this quickly. First, the last play, you did not like it.
1: Well, I didn't like the throw from Quinn Ewers. I, I don't mind the play call. They bring pressure. It's not all that different than what yeah. Michigan-Bama game happens, and I think if he throws it hard to A.D. Mitchell's back shoulder, there's a better chance, but there's so much air on that ball, it allows the defensive back to make the adjustment. Yeah, they had blitzed him the play before,
2: and that play got messed up. They were showing blitz on that last play, and I think that Quinn Ewers assumed that was coming, and that's what you do in a blitz situation. You put it up, you think you got one-on-one with your guy.
3: Failed. Out. Yeah, a, a incre- listen, incredible play by the defender. Let's give some credit. Yep. Goes above it, knocks that thing out. That's a big time play at that and moment. And
0: then the performance by Michael Penix. Oh, Look because oh. I do the draft, I've been studying this stuff all season yeah. long. There are mock drafts that do not even have him in round one.
5: Yeah, it's how about a,
0: that last night Dan? Yeah
5: that was a heck of a performance. I mean he's making throws that you don't generally see other college quarterbacks make. And I think he's going to get a lot of people's attention. I was impressed with how sort of unimpressed Washington was with what it did. Like, they feel like, okay, we're good. We got one more game. I'd be a little worried about this mission. Hey, that throw right there. Maybe I'm getting a little carried away,
2: but it reminds me of C.J. Stroud last year, how we were like, C.J. Stroud's pretty good. He's pretty good. Then he gets to the playoffs, and we're like, damn, he's
0: special. What did you see, Danny, from his performance?
1: I don't know if I've seen a college quarterback throw it better. I mean, there were so many throws that were – there's another one you that don't are just it doesn't
5: slow down. Like you don't perfect, it. yeah.
1: And I think I think that the great that's a great comparison. The only difference is we raved about Georgia's defense. Right. You know, Texas that's wasn't fair. in that category. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if I've seen a college quarterback just ball placement wise. Throw it better, and he's a first rounder. So I
3: always tell you, every quarterback's an insane when it comes draft time, baby. Move <laughs> <Pull> them <laughs> all up. All love it. Take them top five. For of
0: every you, offensive lineman. He's an man. incredible story, by the way. For those of you who don't know, transfer from Indiana, yeah. has had Dude's serious, had a great serious knee injuries, and to see him overcome all of that Amen. and have that performance on that right, stage, right. it leaves us with Washington and Michigan. Here we go. For the title uniform next. Monday uniform night. Uniform. All right, yeah. let's do pancakes. Let's do this. Woo! Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're gonna get this thing started. All right. oh, we're back, baby! Bam, bam, bam! We
3: got That's it. how we start this off. Let's go! <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. Can't stop us. Can't stop us. Dominique Foxworth just spanked pancakes on here. We're back. Can we do one more pancake? <laughs> How
0: dare you? So Danny has never been here for this institute. studio. He asked if they were real. Yeah. He think we're playing <laughs> around real? with fake
3: cakes. What
5: kind of operation do you think this is? You think he is said, exactly do we have fake right. cakes? Yeah. All right, take yeah. it hey, away. It's it's real
6: hey. cakes around here. The are
3: still wanting to teach us. Come on, teach Danny a little something about football today. We're talking about, we're talking about the real folks out here. Trey McBride. That's where we're starting. Let's show it. It's a little bit of a surprise. No. Okay, okay. He's going to rip up in the hole. But well, look, he misses one. But oh, he still gets one. He still gets one. That was my favorite part of the play. He really whips, but just extends. He hey, don't ever stop. Just go find somebody and hit them. And unfortunately, my man 31 received it unexpectedly. But nonetheless, you get one McBride. I, I it's really half for you. We should have cut it in half. So he really whiffed, but fell into one. My favorite one of the week. I absolutely love it. Now. Cooper Beebe, Kansas State, uh-uh. rushed for 257 yards, the last minute play of your career. <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's what I'm talking about, my man. Put the hat on him, oh. there was no mistaking, dropped him down. Again, closes the game out. Offensive line took control, 257 yards rushing, but you got to love to finish it. Just take that, whoop it off, Love oh. sweep, leave it right there where that block was <laughs> laid, bro. Walk it off, That's thing. Cooper Beebe, my man, two pancakes. Oh, it's, it's his just butt. Georgia. Oh. Three days, 300 and some great, uh. three, 370 yards rushing. Guess what? Oh. Pin- oh, oh. my goodness. Oh. Oh, oh, my goodness. That's illegal. Oh, my word. That sh- That is violent, that's and that's a thing that's of funny. beauty. You get out there and, on and, a and TV. finish it that way. Oh. oh, my word. My favorite part is the laydown. Oh. You don't even get it. Here. Oh, there it oh, is. Small oh, body. After you received it, you <laughs> lay on you. Oh. That's it. Big body, look how nasty that is. Oh, and he's stinky by that time of the game. That ain't pretty.
0: Three pig takes uh, to finish that uh, thing off. Uh, uh, Just to be clear, what you're saying is that not only is that guy on the bottom being knocked down like this, but the guy on top of him doesn't smell good, right? Oh, no, now. no, oh, no. That's no. the
3: yes. body, body odor at that moment. Danny, your uh, thoughts on the pancake. My
1: favorite part is uh, in clip number two Jeff went like this
0: Receive it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it a, a bad day. My favorite part was Dan saying, where do I stand? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody cares. (laughs) We in. That's what I'm talking about. Coming up. uh, Could it be possible? Nick Saban. Out-hogan by Jim Harbaugh. Was it Saban's last dance? Was it Harbaugh's last dance? Is the title tainted? Should they win it? Feinbaum. Desmond Howard. All the answers. (laughs) Close. That's how they finish. That's how they finish. Oh.
1: Oh. That's how it is. There it is. Tree. Just the sixth
0: meeting between the Wolverines and the Crimson Tide. The stage could not be grander.
3: First and goal. McClellan walks in. Alabama on top. Seven points is the deficit for Michigan. McCarthy's scanning downfield and throws it high. And Wilson's got it. Michigan on the doorstep. And they pitch it to him. Touchdown as Wilson walks in. Will have it to overtime. They're it to and makes a cut. scores! But Cora puts Michigan on top. It comes down to this play. Low snap. no Michigan makes a stand and comes up with a milestone playoff victory.
0: It was an incredible night. And you go into a night last night hoping could we get one of the two games be absolute classics and thrillers and you wind up getting both. And we've got Danny here. I've got Paul Feinbaum with us this morning. And I want to thank Paul again, who flew all night long last night from the Rose Bowl to get back home in time to do the show this morning because he wanted to be a part of this conversation. And we hope to have Desmond Howard for you shortly, having a little technical issue with that there. But Paul, for those who were just joining us, let us start with this. I opened the show by saying one of the most surprising things that you could ever imagine happening in a game of this magnitude happened last night, which is that Nick Saban, arguably the most accomplished coach in the history of his sport, really seems to have been out-coached last night. How did you see it?
4: Greeny? that's exactly how I saw it from the field, and, and that wasn't just a, a random opinion. I was with a number of other uh, ESPN analysts, and they were saying it quietly, but they were saying it with authority, and and, and it... it, it at the end of the first half, we were really in shock. We were in shock primarily because Alabama was still in the game. Michigan did so many things wrong to allow Alabama to, to fight and ultimately get the lead. But the game plan was flawed from the beginning for Nick Saban. This was not the same team we saw in the SEC Championship game when they played a near-perfect game to knock off Georgia. Remember, they were going for a 3 This looked like the Alabama team that we saw on September 9th, where Uh, They simply couldn't uh, hold the offensive line. They were smothered. Jalen Milrow was erratic, partly because he was always on the run. And ultimately, the play calling by Tommy Reese was seriously flawed, much like it was early in the season. He became a genius. And then last night on the biggest play of the year in college football, he swung and missed.
0: Yeah, and that, that was the play, but it was in so many ways a microcosm of the entire night. Where I know there was a lot, there were a lot of people, myself very much included, who had issues with the way Alabama called that game offensively, and I thought that it contributed to some of their own struggles. You obviously understand this stuff a thousand times better than Paul or I can. What did you think, particularly, of the offensive game plan that Alabama took into last
6: night?
1: Yeah, it played right into Michigan's hands, and. and, and... Feinbaum just mentioned the September 9th experience of Alabama's offense. If you go back to Texas in that game and coming out of the game, five sacks by Texas defensively against Alabama, and Nick Saban goes, well, we, just, we can't hold the ball at quarterback as much as we did. That's exactly what happened last night, was quarterback Jalen Milrow kept holding the football, and Michigan, from the very first snap of the game, said, here comes the blitz. And... Alabama had no answer, had no adjustment, and it was was unique because when that first play happened, I said, wow, I'm surprised that Michigan decided to come after him on the first snap because Alabama had been such a big play offense. And then you get into the second quarter and first down, and here comes a blitz again, and now second and 16's up and quarterback run is completely out of the conversation. And it just kept happening. Michigan decided we're going to keep blitzing. Alabama never had the answer, and I thought Don made a great point, Greeny. You know, when your philosophy offensively is we're just trying to survive the blitz, defenses don't care. Right. We, we, you're, if you're Alabama, the, the, the at least mindset should have been, we're going to try to hurt you. We're going to try to throw a screen. We're going to try to hit a quarterback run and hit a seam and go for 60. That never happened.
0: Advantage Michigan. So it was the kind of game that because it played out in such dramatic fashion, there were a lot of these sort of little picture things to discuss. But, Paul, you're here with us to talk about the big picture. And and let's go into it. The, Jim Harbaugh has had, first of all, when I woke up this morning, the number one trending topic on Twitter was Paul Feinbaum. Because this is Jim Harbaugh beating Nick Saban. I mean, the, the moment, whoever would have thought we'd see it, Paul, who could be more in the middle of this than you? Jim Harbaugh's legacy is a complicated one. For so many years when he got to Michigan, he wasn't getting it done. It looked like he was teetering uh, on on maybe the end of his tenure uh, in Michigan a few years ago. Now, all of a sudden, the huge reversal. But amid all of the controversy, however one wants to frame that, all of the allegations and everything else. So what do we say about Jim Harbaugh this morning as he stands now one win away from winning a national title?
4: Well, he he has answered every single critic. Going back to three years ago, Greeny, his own athletic director nearly fired him. Remember, he cut his salary in half, uh, and Harbaugh just took the punch and said, I'll fight to see another day, and what did he do? He went to three straight playoffs, but we kept focusing in on what he couldn't do. Last year, losing to TCU, which was humiliated in the national championship game. He said he was going to change things this year, and a lot of us go, this is not not how Nick Saban does it. Nick Saban's always process-oriented, but he tweaked it, and he outcoached Saban on the, on the biggest stage in the sport, and and that's hard to it, that's hard to ignore. And and all week long, the murmurs about Jim Harbaugh leaving kept growing. And as I was leaving Los Angeles late last night, uh, I was I was checking for the local media and the lead columnist, Greeny, for the L.A. Times. Was literally begging. I mean, he was, I, I, as much as you can be on your hands and knees as a sports columnist, he was on his hands and knees begging Jim Harbaugh to take the Chargers job. And that may be going on with the Raiders and maybe the Bears and who knows where else. Suddenly, Jim Harbaugh, who was the most polarizing figure in the game of college football, in many ways, uh, reviled by many, many people. Suddenly he is in demand, and he hasn't answered the question yet. You know jim Harbaugh. he kept he kept swatting it away with word salads and and uh, and really bizarre statements. But uh, he's got another game to go in college football, but we expect him to leave after next Monday night. Michigan is back to
1: being one of the two or three best college football programs in the country. No matter what happens with the future of Coach Harbaugh, he went there to bring Michigan back legitimately to being one of those top two or three programs in college football. Who's better and who's been hotter as a college football team and program than Michigan over the last three years? Georgia is the only one that can probably stake its claim. It's unquestionably yes, but Alabama, no. Ohio State, no. Texas, no. Uh, USC? No. Right now, Michigan is, at worst, the second best college football program in the country. Jim Harbaugh went there to do that, and we'll see if he can cap it off on Monday night. Indifferent of the future. Michigan 100%
0: is back. And then, Paul, because I know so many people will want to hear this from you, and uh, were not with us an hour ago there were these allegations have been out there the sign stealing and all of it has not yet been fully adjudicated but he was suspended by his own conference for 3 games during this season and there will be those who will attach some sort of asterisk or some sort of some sort of taint to a national title should they win one if they win next monday night what will you say about it
4: i will say they won it legitimately uh, and congratulations to the best team in college football, hell to the victors. Greeny, I said a lot of those things and I said it right here to you and I believed it when I said it, but after spending a week around the Michigan program, I came away with a different view. These these young players, uh, Cora McCarthy, they, they, these guys have had nothing to do with whatever happened in this program. Uh, they, they are really the epitome of what you expect a college football program to be. As far as Jim Harbaugh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure what he did. But in the, in the current state of college football, I'm not sure it's going to matter to too many people because we, all, we, we, we read articles, we, we, we see things on, on the games about how much money the programs are spending. Alabama put out a, an urgent call last night. Hey, we just lost. We need more money. It, it, when you juxtapose what's going on in college football to what, whatever happened with Michigan, it's not going to be that important next Monday night if Michigan wins this title. Fair enough. And, candidly,
0: I wish I had had a ticket to you spending a week around the Michigan program. I would like. I would like. I would that like to have seen some of that patient uh, reactions. Again, he flew on a red eye last night. To come out of the road. so because he wanted to be on here this morning for the reaction, Paul. I can't tell you how much we all appreciate it, and we'll talk to you as the week goes on. Paul Feinbaum with the very uh, latest insight there. Wednesday night we got NBA action coming your way here. Two matchups. We got Bulls Knicks on ABC, eight thirty Eastern. We got Heat Lakers on ESPN, ten Eastern. Uh, NBA Countdown will tip off your night 7.30 Eastern on ESPN. As we continue, how about Jim Harbaugh's future in Ann Arbor? Will Monday night be his final game? Win, lose, or draw? Dan Graziano has insight into that, and he will share it in a moment after he shares his answer to this question. Here we go. First of the year. Who was the last FBS coach to win the national championship and not return the following season? trying to read the face on Graziano. Orlovsky thinks it's easy, which means he doesn't know.
6: We'll be right back.
4: All right, we're going to have Desmond in
0: a second. But first, Orlovsky was talking not, uh uh-oh, do we have a challenge flag here? That's we have a penalty. What's the penalty you from know, He's Just
5: trying to start one and oh. He's asking me a college question. He's just trying to get one on the board easy. Okay. Had a rough year. Coming off a rough year, got smoked, and so now he's he's trying to win one. So look,
0: so I that's fair, it. I agree. Whenever he thinks he needs a win, he asks college. you a question that yep. isn't about the NFL. But Orlovsky has not stopped during the whole break saying how easy he thinks this yeah, is. I don't know it. I'm convinced he doesn't either. Who was the last FBS coach to win a title and not return the next season? Just literally no clue. I'm going to guess Barry Switzer. Oh, he's going to guess Barry Switzer. You think it's so easy? Who is it? Jimmy Johnson. Okay, that's not right. I mean, it isn't right. I love the comment. I knew you were wrong. It is Tom Osborne who won the title in '97. Uh, actually, they shared that title with Michigan, right. which brings it back together, and then Osborne retired. I'm disappointed in you. I'm disappointed. <laughs> but you, I'm, I, I 100%. I barely alive. At least I, I had confidence I that it. you would have that wrong. Okay, <laughs> let me leave that there for the moment because there's so many crazy things. No, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. That does not count. How does that not count? No way. Flag on the field. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. There's a flag on the field, and and, uh, Brad Allen's crew didn't throw it, so it actually stands up. Okay. Let's leave that there. Oh, yeah. I was was on vacation, but I saw it. all. Okay. Here he is. Congratulations, Desmond Howard, who also flew all night long last night so he could be with us. This morning and say hail to the victors. So I know it is almost impossible for you at this moment to remove the maize and blue cap that you wear and go instead to just pure analysis. (laughs) Let's do the best you can. Many of us here this morning are surprised at how thoroughly it seemed to us. Michigan out coached Alabama last night. That's Nick Saban on the other sideline. How did you see it? Desmond?
6: I saw it the same way you guys uh, saw it. I think that um, you take away the, the Michigan special teams miscues. I mean, we're talking about two muffed punts. We're talking about a botch snap on the extra point attempt. And then we're also talking about just a missed field goal. You take away those and Michigan dominated um, Alabama in yesterday's Rose Bowl. And that's the pretty much the prevailing thought of many people who watched that game. Uh, we, we, we thought it was going to be um, it was going to be a game that came down to the trenches. And once you saw Michigan's defense take over the way they did, especially in the first half, then we said, okay, things are even in the trenches. So, to me, it always goes to quarterback play. And Jalen Milroe, he got sacked five times in the first half. He took fifteen drops. He was rushed eight times, and he was sacked five times. That meant that Michigan's front seven dominated their first half. And on the flip side, Michigan was winning the game despite the miscues. So offensively, their offensive line, despite not having their best offensive lineman, Zach Zinter, Consensus unanimous first team All-American, they still came up with a game plan to slow down Alabama's front in the first half. Now, of course, like all great coaches and coaching staffs, Alabama, they made adjustments in the second half. And they looked great in the third quarter and most of the fourth quarter. But Michigan made adjustments in the fourth quarter, and that's how they were able to prevail. So when you talk about being out coached, it look, yeah, Saban was outcoached by Harbaugh. But uh, Jesse Mentor, who I've raved about, I told you guys, Michigan, they, their, their whole, like, um, makeup of the defense changed when they started to hire the NFL coaches. And Jesse Mentor is a guy who uh, who has NFL background in his coaching resume because he was with the Baltimore Ravens. He outcoached Tommy Reese, and then obviously Sharon Moore and Jim Harbaugh. The way they called that offensive game, it was aggressive. Um, they play, They called the game, and some coaches call it not to lose. They called the game to win.
0: Dez, one of the questions that has come up a lot, and you're obviously aware of it, is win, lose, or draw. Will next Monday night be Jim Harbaugh's last game as the coach of Michigan? What is your expectation?
6: Wow. Well, you know, obviously, as an alum, we, we don't even want to think about that. <laughs> and then as a college football fan, we want the best coaches in college football because it's great for college football, right? I mean, that matchup we saw last night, we, we needed that after watching like the Missouri versus Ohio State game or the Georgia versus Florida State game or some of these other bowl games. We needed that Michigan versus Alabama, that Nick Saban versus Jim Harbaugh. We needed that Sugar Bowl, that Washington versus Texas. So as a, from a selfish standpoint, as a fan of the game, I just want the best coaches in college football to stay in college football. Now with that being said, guys, who wants anybody to stay in a position where you think that people who consider themselves authorities over you just want to mess with you because they Mm. think that they can? And ultimately, that's what has happened with Jim Harbaugh at Michigan when he has his own commissioner of the Big Ten who, you know, leapfrogs frog, leap what the NCAA investigation is just so he can impose his own penalty and, um, I guess, suspension on Jim Harbaugh the way he did at the end of the season.
1: The name we haven't said enough today either is is J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy played a really good football game. There were some misses, surely, especially yeah. in the first half. But when he needed to make throws, he made yep. throws. Des I wanted to ask you this question because, yeah. obviously, outcoached. Okay. Michigan outcoached Bama. I also was, I guess, surprised that Michigan looked faster and Michigan looked way more physical than Alabama. Did you expect that going into the game?
6: I was told that Alabama, by a Michigan coach, that Alabama was not as good as the Georgia team Michigan played two years ago in the CFP and that Michigan was obviously much more better and much more prepared for this matchup. With that being said, you know, Dan, you've played the game. If you want somebody to to be physical on the field or to be faster on the field, that means they have to be more mentally prepared. When you know where you're going and you know what you're doing, then you just react. Everything is fast, it's quick, and you can play fast. When you're out there and you're unsure, you got to try to figure things out then you're kind of hesitant and you're not as fast. That speaks to the preparation of the Michigan Wolverines. And it spoke to the preparation of the Michigan Wolverines this whole season, last season, and the season before that, each time they've made the CFP. It's just that the first time they made the CFP, they were not prepared for what Mm. they had to deal with when they dealt with that Georgia team that was a historically great team. But right after that one, they started to make changes in their, in their uh, conditioning and training so they would be ready for the challenge that they faced last night, well, yesterday afternoon out there mm-hmm. in, uh, in Pasate- Pasadena against Alabama.
0: Let me get a couple of quick things in here because I have limited time with Dez. Again, for those who did not hear it, because people have been on vacation and all that sort of thing the last few days, it is not just us wondering if Jim Harbaugh might go oh, to the no. NFL. There are concrete signs that have been taking that would at least give us that suspicion.
5: Yeah, as Adam Schefter reported over the weekend, he recently hired an agent. I'm talking about Jim, not that, not Adam. I hired Don Yee, who represents uh, Tom Brady. And then, <laughs> as some Michigan connections there, <laughs> you, are, you are not doing that if you're just sort of re-upping with Michigan, right? Like, like yeah. at least exploring possibilities. Uh, the Chargers job being open leads a lot of people to speculate because I think a lot of high-profile candidates are going to be interested in that job because of Justin Herbert. So, uh, yeah, th- there's a few dots to connect. And then to, to Desmond's point, like, if there's anything else coming, you know, NCAA-wise, maybe it's, a, it's also an opportunity for a little bit of off
0: yeah, You make a good point. By the way, Adam Schefter already has an agent. I know. It's that's the same one as mine and his me. and Dez's, <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. Okay, final quick thing, Desmond. I don't know if I'll have you the rest of the week. Michigan-Washington, national championship game. I think last I saw Michigan is a four-point favorite. Did that, where that opened? Four, four-and-a-half-point yeah. favorite. Give us a quick preview. Obviously, you are college game day. Talk to me here, Desmond Howard. How do we see the national championship game? First look.
6: This is a great matchup. You're talking about two teams that have shown how resilient they can be. Now, obviously, we followed Michigan from A to Z, right? But people, I don't think, are really in tune with the story of the Washington Huskies. Now, Michael Penix Jr., he was a Heisman finalist. I think he was the runner-up. And he's a guy who can spin the ball. They throw it all over the yard. But we're talking about a tough team. And what's more important, when you get beyond Michael Penix Jr., and the trio receivers he has, which are the best in college football, it all starts up front with their offensive line. This group won the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line in the country. So it starts in the trenches with them, but then they have great skill too. My biggest concern right now is I think last night, their yeah. running back, outstanding running back, Dylan Johnson got a little banged up. Not sure about his status for the championship game Monday night. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was carted off the field at the end of that game, so we'll wait and get an update from that. i got to run to a break. Desmond, thank you so much. Again, flew all night long so he could be with us on the show this morning. We appreciate it. We have more to do here, and then first take is coming up. Stay close. Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, all the coverage and conversation. Molly, Stephen A., Shannon are back. Orlovsky, Saturday.
6: Feinbaum will be with them. It's five minutes away on ESPN. Before we go, a violation this morning. Watch Orlovsky. Watch Orlovsky.
0: Watch Orlovsky. Orlovsky. Oh my word!
5: Oh no! Never. I took the
1: side that. Look it. Look it. Look. look, Oh oh, no!
3: No. No. I took the side. It had already been spanked
6: by Dominique many times. Why?
0: Because I'm (laughs) white. So bad, bro. Spank starts (laughs) now. You didn't know what...